Um, uh, is it very early over there in San Francisco, uh, Sharon? No, it's noon. <laughs> I told you what time it was going to be today, Neil. Okay. Well, when it, you change the time. No, I know that because I, I sent you the time, you, you, you cheeky monkey. Um, well, then why are you asking Sharon what time it is? Because it, it's 12 o'clock now, but you've just gone on to um, the new time thingy, which means yeah. it's going to feel like 11 o'clock, and it's a Sunday. Oh. So I would think that would feel quite early, isn't it? Doesn't it feel quite early? Yeah, I just woke up. Yeah. Plus, yeah. you had your beer sampler last night, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm hungover. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> How'd that go, Sharon? Um... It was good. I mean, the, the bartender was really nice. He didn't charge me anything. Oh, really? Yeah. I and I told thought him, you I were told, very cute. Oh. He, uh, I explained to him my situation. I was like, I don't drink beer, but I'm going to Germany, and I don't want to look like an asshole. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn to like it. So start me off small. So he explained each one to me, and my friend was there, and she loves beer. So she explained to me that I didn't like ones with a lot of hops. Yeah, I, you told him you didn't like beer and he gave you the IPA. That's kind of yeah, that's surprising. Weird. Well, I think as a sampler, I think he just wanted to yeah give me a variety. Was yeah. it like in bottles or were they like little shot glasses full of beer? Um, they were little glasses, but bigger than shot glasses. They were like little tiny um, beer glasses. Um, they were like six ounces each. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I just took like a sip or two of each and I – I, I, I pulled out like um, a pen and pad and started writing down their names <laughs> and what I liked and didn't like. It was I totally nerded out in there. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's an app called Untapped that you can use to keep track. Yeah, that's what we do. Sharon, oh, really? you cut out. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down everything that I had. Oh um, wow! Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look up Untapped. I'm gonna email myself to get that. Yep. Nice. Sorry, I'm just moving some. I'm moving some windows around. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven windows open, which is Neil. Would that work in in uh, the UK if you went in there and told them you were going to Germany and didn't drink beer and give you like a sampler? Would they yeah. give you for free? If I was a hot chick, I'm sure it would. Yeah. <laughs> you could go to like a gay bar or something. Well, it depends what the gays are, what the gay bartenders are into. I'm not a twink or anything. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not like Judo. He'd be a bear, wouldn't he? He's a bear. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Especially what does with a that twink beard. Mean? Like a super bear. Well, a twink, I'm not sure actually, but I, I think it's chickens. Chickens <laughs> are like young are young guys. I, I, I'm guessing a twink is like, um, I don't know. He's be young guys as well? I don't know. I'm not really I'm that, I'm, I'm not really that okay <laughs> with the, uh, with the gay, gay terminology. Uh, I haven't really done. Sorry, twink sorry. is a gay slang term describing a young or young-looking man with a slender ectomorph build, little uh, or no body hair, and no facial hair. So a twink. I don't know it, what ectomorph means. A, it's the opposite of endomorph, which is uh, big. So <laughs> a twink oh. would be ex- the exact opposite of a bear. So a bear would be uh, would be judo, which would be a big, a big hairy, hairy guy. guy. And so, so a twink, a twink would be like the guy in Tarbasket's avatar. Look up. Uh, look up chicken. By the way, for me, that definition was a recursive definition because I got I was given a definition of something I didn't understand, <laughs> and I would have to Google the words inside that definition <laughs> to understand. I know what it means. ectomorph. I know. Well, I think I think ectomorph means skinny, doesn't it? Basically, 
I've never yeah, heard of it. It sounds I've like I've never heard that described to a person. <laughs> Context yeah, that's what I was sounds say. like that, but okay, chicken. Chicken can be used usually by gay men, referring to another gay man, to other gay men, to mean a young gay man or young appearing gay man. Stereotypically describing an adolescent youth, usually one with an innocent nature. Okay. Hmm. It's not that different from a twink, then, is it, really? <clears throat> it's more about being young than being than small. A, than the body type. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, um, everybody has seen, um, has seen She-Devil, and I take it? Yep. Yes. Yep. Cool. Um, do you want to get going, or do you want to do some ch- chitter-chatter? Hey, Neil, can you stay on for a minute? Sure. What are you asking? I just want to ask him some things. Okay. Is anything personal? Can I listen? Yeah, you can listen. That's fine. <laughs> okay. I just, I wanted to do something that was separate from the pod. So um, I was, I was a social justice major in college. So all the kind of like perceptions and local stuff and whatever interests me. So I, I had two things I wanted to ask you about. So <laughs> the first one is what, what, what do the Europeans feel, or at least in uh, England, how do they feel about Russia invading? Like, are people freaked out or it's like, eh, boys will be boys, Russia will be Russia? Um, well, you saw you saw David Cameron with his uh, newfangled corded phone, didn't you? I did not. Oh, that's a meme going around. He's, uh, he took a tweet, he took a selfie of himself on the phone to Obama having high level in-depth discussions and he's got a he's sitting there with a corded corded phone and then everyone parod- made a parody of that um we are to a degree the lapdog of America in that you know we kind of go with go with what the this is this is the thing it's not like Cameron came out immediately with a um a strident statement on the thing he's like oh let's tell, let's go and talk to Obama um Angela Merkel kind of runs Europe in a way. You probably know all this already. You, you've been to no, not not really. Really? Um, I don't even know who <clears throat> Merkel is. Oh my god! Didn't you spend a load of time in Spain? Or just yeah? Sort of, how long did you spend in Spain? Maybe it wasn't that long actually. Three months. Yeah, I was only there for three months. And the other thing is, like, I was in Spain, but number one, it, we were not exactly encouraged to talk to any of the locals. We we were like encouraged to go out and. I wouldn't say we were encouraged to drink, but we were we were encouraged to spend our money in the local Spanish areas because especially where we were at, the economy was super oh, yeah. depressed. I so was gonna, Yeah, I was going to say like, that. It's basically Spain is bust. Yeah, as much as they were scared shitless of Marines being everywhere, they were 10 times more excited by the fact that we had essentially, compared to them, money shit tons of money to yeah. just throw away. Uh, were you on a base? Yes. On a ship? Are you on a ship? I was on, well, I did I did both, but I was on a base when I went to Spain. So you sort of isolated to a degree then? Very much so. Right. I was only allowed to go out on mm-hmm. weekends. I was not allowed to go out at night at all. 
Well, um, we in Europe are quite reliant on uh, Russian natural gas. Or not Russian natural gas. Natural gas that comes through the Ukraine, I think. Okay. And so I don't think anyone in Europe wants to um, go against Putin at the moment. Because of that, um, we wouldn't we wouldn't really like the, the the day after they didn't invade Crimea. In other words, the day after they did invade Crimea, the price of uh, natural gas went up ten percent, I think, and the price of oil also went up. Because <clears throat> we don't really have much, we don't have really have much in, in the way of uh, fossil fuels left in Britain. We've got so your bit- idea is you don't want to screw with Russia because Russia has invaded these countries that hold the very little bit that you do have of natural resources. Well, Russia, Russia, um, Russia holds the key to those gas resources, and we need them. That, there's a pipeline going all the way across somewhere to somewhere, and they right. they, they could basically turn it off today. Okay, to. okay. Um, I'm not really sure of the exact ins and outs, to be honest. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I don't think anyone knows what he's doing, really. I mean, he just seems to act first and think later. And this whole thing about they're not invading and not being Russian troops on the ground is ridiculous, isn't it? Yes. I mean, it's ridiculous. They, I mean, they're Russian troops and they've got tanks. Yeah, I mean, as a military guy myself, I find it completely mind-baffling that, like, or mind-blowing or baffling that... They're like, okay, well, we're not going to invade, but we're going to do drone strikes. And it's like, you're exploding things. Like, that seems worse to me that ground troops shoot bullets. Mm. Bullets do not explode things. I have to say, it was a surprise to me that the, the Russian, <clears throat> that uh, Russia intervened because the stuff that was going on in Ukraine was horrific. They were just basically, they had snipers shooting people, shooting protesters dead. It's just horrible. Oh, See, I didn't get any of that. All I got was that one day, randomly, Russia went into another country. No, I'm talking about some, before the. Uh, I'm talking about before the invasion, when the pro-Russian president was um, basically trying to suppress the uprising. Uh, yeah. See, I didn't hear any. Like, like I said, the the pretext to all of this, I didn't hear. I just heard that they went in there, which you know, for Russia to just randomly invade a country nah. doesn't sound nah, that nah, outlandish nah. from where we're sitting. You should watch the Daily Show. It's all covered on there. Yeah, we don't have TV. Oh, it's right. Online. Okay. Oh, is it online? I think okay. So. Yeah, it's on their website. But yeah, no. What, so, in a, in a nutshell, what happened was this is my take on it. Anyway, is that there was basically um, the Ukrainians, a certain percentage of the Ukrainians, wanted to join the EU, the European Union. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Russia doesn't want them to do that. The pro-Russian president uh, then tried to basically stop the protests about joining joining the EU by hiring snipers and then having those snipers shoot dead the protesters. Okay, okay. okay. Um, and then uh, Crimea is fifty something like 56% Russian speaking. Now, Crimea is a uh, an area within Ukraine. But for the last however many 50 years or however long since the war, or even maybe even since the Crimean War, no one has given a shit about the, um, the sovereignty of, of Crimea, not even Russia. But all of a sudden, Putin's gone. Well, we need to give them self determination or uh, or whatever in Crimea, which is which is garbage. And you know, if you look at Ukraine as a whole, I, I imagine that that it's not anywhere near fifty percent uh, people of Russian origin. Okay, that's my that's my take on it. But I don't know really. Okay, 
Yeah, it's it just it seemed interesting. The the other thing, like I've like I've said before, the last the last two weeks I've been doing the martial arts thing. So you know I might maybe hop on and read up on some current events or whatever. But when I'm getting up at four mm. and I get home at like six thirty or seven, and I'm going to bed at nine, that doesn't really leave me much time to do anything other than wash all of my clothes, yeah. eat food, and then go to bed. <coughs> I mean, I'm not joking. I do take most of my I do take most of my uh, news from the Daily Show. Seriously, yeah, it's really good. I mean, uh, they had a woman from some newspaper or something who went on to comment about the, the thing in Ukraine, and they had. Uh, but I mean, uh, some of it comes from there, and I also read like the front page of some of the newspapers. I read the front page of BBC News and the front page of the Guardian sometimes, and they get obviously there's a lot of coverage uh, of the stuff in Ukraine on there. John, okay. why do you get up at four? Because I have to be on base and ready to warm up at class at 5.30. And we live oh. like an hour from there. And so. in, in the Marine Corps, we freak the fuck out about people being late to stuff. So I have almost an hour drive to get there. So I basically need to get everywhere at an absolute minimum 15 minutes early. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he had to do that for three weeks straight. Yeah. He has one more week to go. Well, Jackie, weren't you like going to bed one night just before John was going to uh, the Marine thingy? <laughs> yeah, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, um, I stayed up working until like four a.m., three forty-five a.m., and he got up at four. <laughs> oh, it was crazy. It's mainly because she's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that before you had to go off to the America's Cup and watch those boats do the gymnastics? Exactly. It's an American Cup. It's different that's than America's Cup. That's what I said. Boat gymnastics, America's Cup. <laughs> American, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, and then the the other question is oh gosh, so. Um, I was waiting in, for this question. What's that? I was ready for your question. Jackie yes, was surprised. Um, the like we have a lot of stuff going on with guns right now, and from what I am hearing, that the Europeans like it. It makes absolutely no sense to them our fascination with guns. Um, What's what's the ground level truth on this? What what are you talk what are you referring to when you say there's a lot going on with guns because we haven't heard about this? Oh, okay, so there is a whole lot right now with they're they're pushing new laws to do registration and in some areas uh, they're talking about disarmament. Basically going into people's houses and taking their guns. Now I I am okay. nearly positive mm. that a lot of that is sensationalism. But but at the, but at the same time, like if you do think about it, Registration of guns serves absolutely zero purpose. It serves a purpose if you eventually you you are going to restrict gun ownership. Like I think, well before any um, handguns and what have you were banned here or in Australia, you had to register your gun. You don't have to register your guns in America, really. No. Wow. Yes, you well, do. No, you do not. I would know because I've bought a bunch of them. No, so, so Neil, here's the thing. If you were – so just peel the onion back. If you were to register things, then there would have to be a large database, right? Yeah. Like centralized. So we – since we have it's, – it's real. I, I don't know how much you know about the states, but <clears throat> since we have everything very distributed as far as like each state has their own yeah. kind of different laws governing things and whatever, mm-hmm. when you have centralized stuff like that, especially when there are not necessarily federal laws that cover it, it's only state laws that cover 
you know, how you're the nuance of what you're allowed to buy and how and whatnot. Um, having a centralized database becomes problematic because we don't have 50 states with systems that talk to each other. Mm. Can you not have and, 50, 50 databases though? Yeah. Well, not only that, like, well, that I don't help, know if you, you, take... you heard about the Obamacare registration <clears throat> and things like that. Like <clears throat> we are not known for being particularly adept at, uh, government IT solutions. That's not a, a uniquely American problem. We've got the same thing here. It's just any large-scale IT project is a fucking disaster. And uh, I think the same is true in America as it is here, which is it's all down to the way that um, the government issues the contracts. Yes, the, the, IT the, procurement is completely broken <clears throat> on the government level, and that I know a lot about. <laughs> the uh, reason for that—that's what it, happens when you go lowest bidder for everything. You notice that, uh, Facebook, that Facebook, 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 and Google aren't having any problems with no. large databases. Last I checked, right. And I, th- I think also uh, this uh, on a similar sort of level, it's because the companies who get those contracts are companies who uh, know how to get government contracts and they're not necessarily the best for that job or even necessarily the cheapest. They're the ones who know how to get those contracts, who know Absolutely. how to uh, write the write the correct, uh, what, do you, what do we call it? Um, well, it, it's not, it's not, it's like part of it is being able to write properly and knowing the government system because the government system is very strange. But then the other thing is we put all these laws in place and, and, we have so many great ideas that these ideas are going to help people and promote competitiveness yet help out the little guy and all the stuff like that. But every, almost every single one of these fail in execution. So like a perfect example is uh, so many of the things that we procure have to be bought from small businesses and then so many need to be bought from businesses owned by uh, disabled veterans and then so many you know what I mean and mm. you have so many little wickets to where you could have awarded a contract to the right person but in this case uh, it needed to be a female owned business or you know or a disabled veteran owned business or s- something like that to where you get completely screwed up and you know if you if you do a contract and you don't deliver the contract there's no actual recourse mm-hmm they yeah, just we, say, "Oh had, yeah, b- bad, bad you at contract stuff." We you had, can just sh- um, shice the the government out of millions. Yeah, we had two huge um, IT projects here. Uh, one was um, computerizing the NHS, which is not computerized. So we got this massive national healthcare system, which uh, they have individual little computer systems, like maybe for each surgery or each district, but there's not a national one. So if mm-hmm. I move, if I move, uh, they might send their records electronically, but they might, might might also send them, uh, you know, on paper, which is crazy. So they had this national, th- you know, program to introduce that, and basically they wasted billions and billions and billions, and then it and it was basically all shelved. Yeah. And then we had um, the Work and Pension Secretary, DWP Secretary, suddenly decide that he wants to merge all of the social security programs into one system and so you get one payment so rather than somebody getting benefits multiple benefits so we have things like housing benefits council tax benefits and uh, unemployment benefits and all these other benefits you can get um he decided oh we're going to merge all that into one system uh and that's a massive task because oh yeah anyone who is <clears throat> anyone's part-time works part-time and has kids for example which is like you know uh, many many women um 
they're all on some kind of supplement supplementary benefit even if it's uh we have something called child benefit which is which is you know pretty much everyone gets and they only just started opting people out if you own over 40,000 over 40,000 pounds then you don't get it but until then every single which is like person, 60 grand right yeah until then every single person in the country was eligible eligible for child benefit if they had a kid so it literally you know it's crazy so yeah. uh, and that again every time it gets delayed they're like um well it's been delayed but uh, we're just going to roll it out in one in one location they roll it out in one location in one tiny tiny little location and it fucks up then they go right we're going to roll it out in this location but we're only going to roll it out for new claimants and then that fucks up and they can't they just can't do it it just doesn't work and yeah. my my immediate thought is uh, having been involved somewhat in software development is just fucking hire somebody who knows what they're doing. And it's, uh, you know, it's really clear that they're, you know. Yeah, well, they're required to they're use hire the Oracle. lowest bidder. Like, the big utility companies who also have about as many customers, like British Gas is an Oracle customer. Um, but they won't do it. They won't They won't hire people who know what they're doing. They'll hire people, they'll hire companies who know how to do government contracts. Yep. Anyway, it, it makes me very angry because they're wasting so much money. It doesn't work. Um it's annoying. Right. So all these things that you're annoyed about, about databases and all the things, now add on to the fact that Americans are pretty sensitive about the the potential of, of people messing with our civil liberties. Anytime yeah. they talk about restricting speech or taking away guns, Americans in general freak the fuck out about it. Nothing's going to happen with guns, though, is it? Let's face it. Nothing. Well, you know... it. I, My dad is paranoid, John. S- settle yourself down. <laughs> it's not. I'll tell um, you why it's not going to happen. Because we had we had two uh, – in the rest of the world and in two places you couldn't get further apart, in the UK and Australia, they're literally opposite each other on the globe, we had uh, we had two mass killings in the UK. We had Hungerford and then we had um, – oh, God. I can't remember the place, but it's where Andy Murray, the tennis player, went to school. He okay. Was, he, he was at school when there was a school massacre. And he was on his mm-hmm. way to school, and he was just narrowly avoided being massacred. Um, anyway, so we had two school massacres pretty close apart, close together. In fact, my father was in Hungerford on that day when the massacre happened. He was really quite shaken up by it. Oh, God. Mm. Okay. Um, uh, where are we? Anyway, so that happened. And politically, in other words, the global political um, – globally within the country, the political viewpoint was this is such a terrible thing that – we those people who enjoy shooting and what have you for pleasure uh even those people who might want to shoot uh for country sports and what have you this is so terrible that we're going to agree to um we're not going to push back against a handgun ban so handguns were banned really quickly like within a few months and uh, essentially, you had a you had an amnesty and then you know, whatever you handed all your guns in and now the only guns you can get now are shotguns Mm. Uh, so a farmer can still use a shotgun and you can go shoot you can go hunting with a shotgun and other guns like that that's fine yeah um but you can't have a handgun i think maybe rifle i don't know what they do with rifles but anyway you can't have a handgun at all so for example in the olympics where you have uh um rifles um handgun shooting you can't practice there's no Hmm. limp there's no exceptions so the olympic team have to go abroad to do their practicing no, and really? It's true. It's true. It's so crazy. In, yeah. And in Australia, in Australia, I think it was Tasmania that had basically the, almost exactly the same thing happen. They had a massacre. And Australians, I mean, you must know, well, you're about to go there, but they are, they are in the, certainly in the bush, they're about as redneck, redneck as it gets. 
But again, they had politically, they thought they all went, well, this is so awful that, yes, okay, fine, we'll ban all the handguns. And I imagine they went the same route, which is, you know, you can keep your shotguns if you want to go hunting, whatever, you, but no no handguns. And in a similar sort of time frame, they all disappeared. But mm. but the, the history and the prevalence of guns in America means it's not going to happen, is it? Yeah, you you would pro- you would think not, but but again, you know, like like I said, it's just some some of these things are a little bit suspicious, like the the whole the whole registration and and things like that. And one of the things that they did was, I think this was a couple years ago, they made everybody with a concealed carry, meaning uh, we. We have, I think, in all 50 states, legally, you're allowed to do something called the open carry, which is where you put a belt on outside <laughs> of your clothes and you can have a gun outside your clothes. As, as long, long as, as you can see it, because that really... Yeah, yeah, as long as everyone can see it, violence. that is legal. Now, on, at any on. point... Is this, is this 2014 or is this uh, 1868? <laughs> I know, it's no. nuts. Yeah, well, I mean, almost no one does this. But <laughs> if, if you came up to me and told me that that made you uncomfortable, I would have to secure it somewhere. And same thing with the police. Um it, the, the open carry laws are really weird, but concealed carries, which are a much bigger deal, is where you essentially tuck a gun uh, either in a pocket or a belt or something like that. Um, and somewhere in somewhere in New England, they uh, published a list of all they, they made everybody with a concealed carry register. Then somebody, I think it was a congressman, published the names and addresses of every registered concealed carry holder, which of course then, you know, opens you up. You know how you have the, like the abortion clinic bombings and things like that. So that kind of opened up, you know, threats to people uh, because, you know, who wants their name and address published? Is that you know what le- I'm saying? Is that legal? Isn't that a violation of civil, liberty, li- civil liberties? And And that's exactly what they said, which was funny then because as soon as they did that, some hackers – broke in and I want to say published the names and addresses of the government officials, uh, which all of a sudden the government officials were like, whoa, 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 this is crazy. <laughs> That's, that doesn't make, okay, that doesn't seem sensible because there was a case recently where a an abortion clinic was hacked and the hacker published all the uh, names and addresses of the abortion clinic's clients. Yeah, the abortion, I mean, there's there's the all kinds clinic. of stuff like that that happens. Yeah. That's just really, uh, that's really weird. So well, hang, but, on, hang I mean, on, hang on. Let me finish about that because the guy who did the hacking went to jail for three years, and the abortion clinic was fined two hundred thousand pounds because they weren't hadn't secured their systems. So it seems odd that they would it would be acceptable to publish lists of people who were doing um, well. Uh, there, we have something called a national sex offenders list, which does exactly the same thing. Mm. There, there is, there's a ma- which I mean, which all, I mean, I, I'm not all about protecting sex, of, sex offenders, but I kind of feel like we should protect people. Mm. Um, and th- there is a website you can go to, and you know, like if if I was a registered sex offender, you would see a red dot on my house and the address. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I can see I, that red we, dot now, actually, John. Yeah, it's right next to you. Yeah. <laughs> we do we do some kind of weird shit in the states um, as as far as this kind of like what we allow people to know type things. We have background checks here, and if you they've they've actually done the opposite of that in that if you have like it, you know say say for example you were sixteen and you did something silly like flashed or whatever, 
if right. you did that um, and it was minor enough, that would, after a certain number of years, that is now wiped off your record. And it wasn't in the past. It was, it would be staying your yeah. record forever and ever and ever. You'll be a sex offender for life kind of thing. They've got now got rid of that and they have two types of check. So if, you, if for example, you, uh, want a job working with vulnerable adult, vulnerable adults or children or whatever. Um, I gotcha. As a volunteer job, I know that I'd have to, there would have to be what they call an enhanced, uh, background check, which is basically they go back and look at everything in your record, uh, in case you did anything bad in the past. But that has that, been expunged. Is that what you're getting at? Um, I think, I mean, I haven't got anything relevant in the past, but I think it would, with an enhanced check where you might be working with kids, for example, or vulnerable adults, like, for example, special needs, they would look at everything, even if it would have been expunged. If it was, um, okay. If it was something less than that, say, for example, you want a background check on somebody who was, I can't think of a good example, but anything that was, anything that was removed just wouldn't count anymore. Like speeding or something like that? Uh, well, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be relevant. That's not, he's a criminal offense. I've got, I've got two convictions of speeding, so. Okay, they, I got gotcha. you. They've been removed, for example, because they were so long ago. They're my, yeah. only, they're my only he, convictions. It, our our laws here are ridiculous for a lot of things. If you caught me, like if if I really had to pee and you caught me peeing down an alley, like behind behind a uh, trash bin or something like that, I pissed on the back of a trash bin. That that's a that would be putting me on the sex offender list. Yeah, indecent exposure would be the same. Be the yeah. same here. Yeah, I wondered about that because sometimes I'll wander down and go get a glass of water, and my curtains might be opened and I might not have anything on. I yeah. Wonder, if someone looks in my window, who's who's at fault here? Are they and in your in Europe specifically, crazy. Now I don't I don't know if England is like Spain. There is fucking nowhere to take a piss in Spain. <laughs> what in the shit? Uh, it's McDonald's. You go to McDonald's. Right. Yeah. Well, there's I mean there's a there's some McDonald's and Starbucks, but do we really need to have a damn American company so one can relieve oneself? Um, there's a there's a concept called public restrooms. Mm, no, no, no. It we seems like we've, no. or as as the Spaniards would call it, public water closets. Well, um, we, we used to have uh, we used to have them here, but they just get fucked up, and so I don't think nobody goes to those because they're too skanky. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, nobody goes there because they're, they're too skanky. And then what they used to have is these tiny little buildings that look like little houses. And huh. they were known as cottages. And so homosexuals used to go into them and, it would, and do something called cottaging, which is where, where you hook up with another guy and it was called cottaging. So they, this is not a place you go. I mean, if I need to take a leak, I go to a Costa Coffee or a Starbucks or something. Yeah. This, I just, it, it blows my mind. John has to go to the bathroom a lot. Yeah. I have to pee all the time. <laughs> like I have a right bladder now, of a six-year-old girl. <laughs> Shaking. He's doing that thing where little kids do when you move your legs up and down because you have to go to the bathroom really bad. I used to have yeah. that problem. I don't have it anymore. I don't know why. I don't know why. I think my diet. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah. My diet has changed, I think. I don't know. Yeah, John so, drinks a lot. So of in America, so, so to conti- continue on with the gun debate thing, oh. one of the things that absolutely blow You can leave. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm hungry. Do you want okay. to take, take a leak, John? Sure, I'll take one second. <laughs> All right, I'll go as well. I'm sorry. That was rude of me. No. <laughs> You don't want to listen to conversation, Ghost. I know. I started the grill, by the way. Nice. <laughs> no, I need a leak as well, so. Okay. Sharon, are you still there? Yes. Hey. <laughs> what did you say that he got all snippy? I was just like, oh, gosh, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can leave, Jackie. Gosh. I know. I did. I started the grill and got the meat out. <laughs> we were going to make burgers for dinner. 
You know, I wish I had a grill. I don't have anywhere to put a grill. We um, Do you have an have outdoor a- grill or an indoor grill? Well, we sort of have both. Um, we have a big outdoor one that we like never use. And then we have one that's it's actually in our garage and you can't really use it in the house. Um, so we always just put it in the garage and like open the, um, huh. open it up a little bit. Um, but it's a little mini one that you can take like camping or whatever, but we use that like the, like 99% of the time inside the house, you know, in the garage. Okay. Um, but you know, it doesn't have to be all the way outside, but it's awesome. I need to learn how to grill. I need an indoor grill. Yeah, we used to have a little one that you like plug in that kind of had. Um, yeah, you can do. Yeah, you can do electric. There are mm-hmm, electric, electric grills, yeah. and they're they're relatively That's cheap. Decent, yeah. But um, if you ha- do, you go camping at all, Sharon? No, never. Okay, because I was gonna say. I mean, do- I would like to, but like my friends and I, we do more like sporting events, um, restaurants, that kind of thing. We don't really do the wilderness yeah. thing. Do you have a garage or? Kind of no, I'm in a I'm in a two bedroom condo. Okay. Um, it's it's basically its own little house that's only slightly connected to the next condo, um, okay. and I have two enclosed patios, but um, they're mm-hmm. not really conducive to. There's not much room no on them. Ventilation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the grill that we have, it's called the Howland Companion. Um, it's really small, and the nice yeah, thing but is you need to be out. You have to have like. Oh yeah, it has to be outdoors. Outside. Yeah. 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 That's what I was saying. It's but, if it's, garage, but if it's an but... enclosed one, if she has like two windows to open or something, that'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. I guess it depends how yeah how much ventilation you can get in there. Yeah, because it's propane, so you don't want to just be burning that in the house. Yeah, yeah. You have a grill yeah. called a Howling Companion. Is that a dog? Howland, <laughs> <laughs> like as in Netherlands. <laughs> so so anything. Anyways, Neil, what what I was saying was is it really frustrates me how we have so like like Holland. me. For, Holland. <laughs> yes. Like H-O-L-L-A-N-D. Hey, hey, John, yeah. say, say um, all right, when you go uh, for further education or higher education, you don't go to university. Well, you go to university. What's it College. also called? College. <laughs> what is it? College? No, it's just No, that... I thought you said Howland. <laughs> and I'm I did looking too, yeah. at H-O-W, and I'm <laughs> not seeing it. <laughs> but I see it now. This Midwest accent, it throws everyone. It's not, yeah. There's nothing weird about it. I don't know why everyone's going up in arms about, oh, crazy accent. There's nothing crazy about it. It's just I, that certain it words. It blows different. my mind that people think that Jackie has the weirdest <laughs> accent. She doesn't have a weird accent at all. <laughs> she it's was like, voted weirdest accent of the Dime for oh, Scale board. voted only by Love nah. There's like a couple of vowel sounds and that's it. And it's not that noticeable. It's not like Boston or something. Yeah. <laughs> so so for, you know, for your job, if you want to get promoted, you need to be good at your job. Where for my job, if I want to get promoted, I need to be able to run and do pull-ups, run pull-up sit-ups. So that's part of me getting promoted. (laughs) I have to have a certain martial arts qualification, and I need to be able to shoot a rifle and a pistol in addition to doing the management tasks and the technical tasks that I have to do. So, for instance, if I never, ever, ever shot a gun... This this would be it would be pretty difficult. I'm not saying I wouldn't get promoted, but oh. it, it could it it could impact things if I was not able to shoot a firearm. Oh, you mean in training? You don't mean in in action? Oh uh, well, I mean yeah. technically both, but mainly in training. Yes, qualify, Tra- training qualifications lead to your promotion. And what's the next rank? You're, you're a captain now. Yes. What's the next major? Rank? Ma- oh, yeah, wow, major is the next one. Wow, that sounds pretty 
That sounds pretty hefty, isn't it, Major? It's, it's Major. <laughs> it, do, it does sound pretty major hefty. Major pain. No, yeah. I'm, no I'm, what I mean is, is that a massive step up from a captain to a Major? Um, it's a it's a pretty big step up so what we call there are company grade officers and field grade officers and then general grade you know generals like your generals and admirals and things like Mm. that but um your company grade officers are lieutenants and captains or if you're in the navy uh ensigns and lieutenant jgs and lieutenants um but then when you get to the field grade that's uh majors and lieutenant colonels and colonels and yeah you have a pretty significant amount of responsibility at that point Captains are are kind of considered the guys that like you have experience and you have a a pretty solid amount of responsibility, but they're kind of like the workers of the management class. Okay, or the backbone of the managers. So, would you then, as a major, would you would you have would your direct reports be captains, or will you still have other direct reports? Yes. Well, you would have, you're always going to have extra direct. And this is another concept that doesn't translate to civilian life at all. We have officer direct reports and enlisted direct reports. Hmm. So I would have captains and master gunnery sergeants or sergeants major, um, gun gunnery sergeants, uh, all, all these people, in addition to other, yeah, like I'd have captains and lieutenants that would report to me as well. And all those guys who would report to you as a major or even now as a captain, are they all sort of techies or are they doing other things as well? Right right now, all the people that report to me are techies. How, mm. However, well, I shouldn't say that. I have, I have some guys that report to me that do maintenance and I have some guys that report to me that do vehicle, uh, vehicle maintenance and vehicle driving. Okay. Well, that's sort of technical, and, isn't it, in a way? Yeah, in, in a way it's technical, but I mean, it's all compared to... Compared to IT technical, hmm, uh, yeah. you know, um, well, it's not it's not um, running around in the field and shooting a gun, is it? Well, technically, in the Marine Corps, we we advertise a every Marine a rifleman. Well, everyone, yeah. So yeah. what? So what? But their day to day job is not. Yeah, that. the day to day job is not to do that. However, uh, any one of the people who work for me or me myself, they could say, "Hey, we need more. Uh, we need more people to go into Afghanistan or whatever a stan." Um, and they could, in essence, with, with the swipe of a pen, convert me from a guy who, who does computers to a guy who leads people with rifles. Hence all the training then. Correct. And how often do you do, uh, we would call it going on maneuvers. How often do you do that in terms of training? I do. So the, the shoot, the shooting of a rifle and a pistol, just shooting at static targets without directing other people to do it. I'm required to do that yearly. Uh-huh. Um, but the, the directing of people and movements or whatnot, as you may call them, there's not a real directed amount that I have to do that. So you wouldn't go off, to, um, like we have Salisbury plain, for example, I don't know if you're familiar with that. That's basically, I think they call it going on maneuvers where basically you're, you're rehearsing battles. You don't do much of that in, uh, in where you are then. Um, we, we do exercises. Mm, that's what so I mean, yeah, like, yeah. We we don't do bad. I don't I don't know how the translation there goes, but I mean like we do things where we get together as a group of people. We take all the stuff that if we were going to go into war, all the stuff that we would take out to include our rifles. Normally we stop short of ammo because when you start arming people and placing them either in the states or in other countries, things get very oh, yeah. precarious. Oh yeah, yeah. So normally we we have the rifles and we have all the gear. We stop short of, 
giving people ammunition. But um, well, I can give you a bit of a heads up. The next one is called Operation Lolf. <laughs> you have to go to Iowa and uh, rescue a a guy who's stranded in a uh, television studio, which has been taken over by the Russians. I thought you were going to say we were going to invade the subconscious and find where all these remnants or skeletons of activities that never happened in, in the life came from. <laughs> like, how does he know so much about movies he has never seen? There's He's something a- to that. He is like he Rain might be, Man. He, he might be sleepwatching. He's like Rain, Rain Lolf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just absorbs yeah. all the information then to can drop it on the floor and pick it up. Yeah. So, But back to my original point about the gun thing, the thing that is incredibly frustrating is all of these people have no idea about what is going on and all of these things are the ones that are lobbying for and making these laws. So we have people that are outlawing... Uh, they're outlawing semi-automatic weapons. Well, I mean, like, do you do you know what a twenty-two rifle is? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a step up from a BB gun. Mm-hmm. That is technically a semi-automatic weapon. So, in some instances, that qualifies as an assault rifle. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm. people are writing these laws that it just it just doesn't make any sense. Or yeah. high capacity is ten rounds. Well. High capacity for a twenty-two compared to high capacity for a fifty-cal sniper rifle, I feel like uh, might be slightly different. But people and technology laws are exactly the same. You know what I mean? The people who write all of our technology yeah. laws don't have the first fucking clue no. what it is they're talking about, which right. is why the laws are so stupid. And this is like how the the patent troll stuff like no, they end up winning say, their cases because the people would, who are who would patent playing something in order. Like that's yeah. I remember the ridiculous. old. I remember the the very first lawsuits that happened were around software, and some of them had kind of merit, but most of them didn't. And right. they they were based on what what were called the look and feel lawsuits. In other words, someone comes out like well, Lotus One Two Three comes out, and it's a spreadsheet. Yep. Microsoft Excel comes out, and it's a spreadsheet, and it looks the same. And actually, what they were doing was they were they were using the same command uh, command um, control keys. And so, so it, ah. basically, you could be trained on Lotus One Two. Th- I'm not. I'm not necessarily um, getting the application names right. But for example, yeah, you'd be trained on Lotus One Two Three. Go straight over to Excel and uh, and and uh, you, and and uh, use it as if you were using Lotus One Two Three. For example, that's not necessarily a direct example. And yep. th- those court cases dragged on for years. And I used to. I used to. This is back in like the '90s. I used to read all of the. Uh, sort of trade press back then because I was in the business and it was so fucking boring. Every <laughs> week there yeah. was a new story about the fucking patents and it was just... And the high, idea of patenting software is fucking ridiculous. Software should be protected by copyright, not patents. So, because patents are too bloody broad. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not, it's it's not applicable. System. And and even, even like copyright... Uh, it's very difficult to apply as well. So, for example, if you produce a Call of Duty game and somebody brings out a game that looks and feels like Call of Duty, is that is that a, a copyright infringement? No, it isn't because it's got different code. Yeah, anyway. you know the other thing that I that I've along these same lines, but a little bit of a tangent from here that I've been thinking about that morally is difficult to defend. But did you ever see the the documentary Who Killed the Electric Car? Yeah, that's what I was refer- kind of referring to when I was talking about Ed Begley Jr. earlier on. Yeah, 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 that's what I thought. So yeah. in that one, one of the things they mention is 
the gasoline companies bought up all of the technology patents surrounding batteries and things of that nature so that they could stymie growth so that they could keep their antiquated industry you know, in power and whatever. And I feel like that's pretty morally reprehensible. And, and you make, I mean, like, I guess technically it's your invention and you should be free to either use or not use it if that's what you want to do. But I kind of, I don't know, I'm having a hard time with that one. Yeah, mm. my both my parents work in a patent law firm. I uh, grew up with both of them working there. And there was... Um, uh, an invention this guy made of an, a light bulb that would never burn out. It was forever. And um, I think GE bought it and refused to sell it. Right, because it because was cut into their yeah, margins, right? Yeah. And so that was a huge lawsuit that that firm uh, was a part of. And yeah. I remember that's exactly what you're talking about. Well, was it did. horrible growing up in that household? Because <laughs> I feel like you'd be like, can I go out with Johnny? And then there would be like 14 different stipulations that essentially <laughs> no, would lead to you not lawyers. really being able they to leave. They weren't lawyers. They weren't lawyers. They, oh. they worked in uh, in the law firm. My mom worked in accounting. My dad uh, was paralegal. So they didn't actually, they weren't lawyers. Okay. But I do work I was going to say, oh my God. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. That reminds me of whenever I say I work for a software company. They're like, all oh, right, what did you write? What code did you do? I don't do any code. Right. Software publisher, you know. It's not just, oh, you yeah. know, we have accountants and salespeople and marketing people and facilities people and people who look after all the cars, you know. It's not all code- coders. A lot of coders. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it's pretty bad for me because as a communications officer, basically, if it plugs into an outlet – they assume that that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, they're like calling them about their printer being broken and stuff. What about the toaster? And they fix the to- you fix the toaster. <laughs> in some cases, they they will look at me like, "Hey, eh, goes in a like, eh, is this maintenance or calm? I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. It's crazy. <laughs> hmm. Well, I don't know. Is the answer to your question, John? Okay. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Yeah, everything's very different in, uh, when it comes to the gun laws in America. I think everyone else, I don't think there's anywhere else like it in the world, is there? Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, 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 not, I'm not really sure if there is or not. I, I, I certainly don't mind people doing very stringent checks and making sure that, you know, you're somebody that's safe to be able to buy a gun. Um, but, you know, some, some of the things that I've heard people come up with are completely asinine. And they're they're like, oh well, you know, let's let's put more stringent uh, laws in there, and uh, that's going to curb the violence because, you know, the the legally purchased ones are the ones we're having all these problems with. <laughs> Not so much. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, good good discussion. A lot of stuff that came out of it. I gotta say, I'm sorry, I'm not really an expert on these things, but you know, it was, it was good to talk about, I suppose. Ah, that's okay. I was I was mainly just kind of look because I I know a lot of the people I talk to from Australia and things like that. They're kind of like, yeah, that doesn't the the gun laws and the whatever. Like you Americans and your guns are nuts. Hmm. Yeah. So it sounds it sounds like you guys are just kind of like America's different and just move on. <laughs> Don't well, have a very strong opinion. Or- uh, we well, I think. I think uh, people may may have opinions, but I think uh, certainly I, I I've come to the realization that there's nothing's nothing's really going to change because there's too many people who 
it's too big a lobby. It's too it's like the NRA is too big, too big and well yeah. organized a lobby uh, to for anything really to change. And there's yeah. too many there's too many people who um, there's too many gun owners basically who who won't want to change. And, yeah, um, mm-hmm. I don't think anything's going to happen. I'm surprised yeah. more people don't see it from the other side though of like, especially Europeans. Like the last time someone wholesale in Europe went through house to house and started confiscating people's firearms. Uh, you know, we just you, you at, would think that would yeah. all harken back to the, the Hitler and the, all that stuff. And people would kind of freak well, out about it, but no one seems to say anything about yeah, that. Here's how I think of it is, um, we, we all thought, or a lot of us thought that that last school massacre was so bad that things might change. And there was a lot of talk after it. What's the one I'm thinking of? Uh, Newtown, Sandy hook. Oh, Newtown. well, there's so many. Well, anyway, one of those. Sandy Hook. Columbine, Sandy Hook. Not Columbine. Newtown. Was yeah. Sandy Hook and Newtown the same place? Are they? I don't know. Um, I think it's Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown. There you okay. go. Okay. okay. Well, Newtown. I think a lot of people thought here, oh, well, things, things might change now. And then people like Obama or whatever talk about changing laws. Um, where's I going with this? Um, shit. So if, I, I, I bet you would go after that school massacre. If it was going to change, it was going to change. But once right. it didn't, you guys okay. all just probably figured that it never would. Yeah, and my point was that my my take on it is I don't have a problem with uh, people having guns as long as they're the, you know people the right people with guns, and that means the police and the military. Uh, and why else would you need a gun? You know, seriously. For fun. <laughs> okay. Well. Th- there right. is certainly well, you know, there's a whole lot of people that, and and you know, I don't. You're in in Europe. There's and the entire Europe. There's more space, but I mean, some of the more densely populated areas, like England, it wouldn't make a lot of sense. But plenty of people have, you know, acres and acres and acres of land for hunting and things like that. That's a pretty big deal here. Okay, so, so I, if you could keep rifles and shotguns for hunting, would that not be? See, that's the thing. It's like we we didn't ban guns here. We ban handguns. I know most of my hunter buddies take handguns with them because there's different seasons. So you got rifle season and bow season and shotgun season. So if you go out like bear hunting or something like or or deer hunting with your bow um, and you get caught by a bear, if you don't have a handgun with you, you could very well not come home. Okay, we don't have too many bears here. Mm. We haven't. We have some. We haven't got any. Aha, we win. <laughs> America wins again. Yeah. We used to have. We, that's we, the California state animal. Is the bear? Yeah, yeah, that's true. We used to have bears actually, and there was talk of it reintroducing. Well, I don't really think that's necessarily the best idea. To reintroduce bears. Yeah, and wolves and stuff. I mean, there is a, a very funny, although it's not funny for the person who is involved. There's a very funny of. <laughs> a YouTube video of a guy who got cornered by a stag in uh, Richmond Park. Now Richmond Park is huge. It's owned by the Queen. Uh, uh, it's very nice, but it's kind of it looks kind of like it's been manicured this park. But they got you know they've got deers and deer and stag in there, and he has to jump up a tree to get away from the stag. It's bloody huge. Yeah. Of all places, when I was in Iraq, um, there were some wild dogs and wild wolves. I had the shit scared out of me a couple times because I, I went on like 15 mile runs and like I'm seven and a half miles from anything resembling another person in the desert of Iraq. And I see this wolf like a hundred yards out 
You know what I mean? Mm. We're, we uh, generally, when we go on 15-mile runs, we don't strap guns to our back. Um, and even if we did, on base, you're not allowed to have your ammunition loaded in your gun. So uh, I'd have burned shit out of luck. Here's a question for you. I've had an occasion where uh, some youths, and I don't think they were that dangerous, but it was kind of scary at the time, tried to do a home invasion on my house. So they tried to yes. break in. They couldn't get in, but they tried to break in. And I kind of only, I didn't really know at the time because uh, um, I was in a different part of the house, but I saw the remnants afterwards. But after that, I thought to myself, well, I'm going to probably have to plan in case this ever happens again, because where, where I'm, where I live, it's, it's not isolated, but there aren't that, the back entrance mean, where the back entrance is located means that you can just sneak up on it. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, right, okay, well, let's make sure I always have like, not only my phone handy, but a second emergency phone just in case I can call the cops and also something heavy in case I need to hit them with it, like a baseball bat or something. How far, how, how long would it take for the cops to get to where you live? Um, well, they close, they close. We, I don't know. A couple of okay. few minutes, a few minutes. It won't be. Oh, okay. It won't be See, hours. <laughs> all the, all the places that I've lived, if the cops sped here, the abs, you know, like drag racing style, the absolute fastest they probably get here is like 10 or so minutes. Um, I don't know. We've had, um, I live close to the high, it's only a small town, but I live near, near the high street and we've had a couple of, we've had about three or four jewelers who have been, you call them jewelers? Yeah, jewelers, if, if they Jew- sell like sorry, you call rings them ju- and earrings and stuff like sorry, that. So you call them a jewelry store, anyway. Yes, um, jewelers, yep. Yeah, we've had, uh, there's two on a high street, and this is a wealthy area, so they have a lot of expensive jewelry in there. There's two on a high street, and both of them have been um, held up by guys, by guys with shotguns. And the cops mm. arrive very, very quickly. Okay. Yeah, uh, they, and see, in that case, a phone makes it whatever. But yeah. your example that you were explaining there, a phone would not be what I was thinking of. Well, a phone, a phone is not going to be self-defense. But you know, I'm hoping that I could, uh, you know, either barricade myself in a room with a with some kind of bat or something while I call the cops. That's what I was thinking. Sure. Yeah, that. I guess that makes sense. Hmm. But and anyway, our, my- our laws here are very strange. Too. I mean, you want to talk about something, and again, this is state by state, but you want to talk about something that's nutty. Um, so if someone is breaking into my house, I am allowed to shoot them. Yeah. If, if someone has broke in. And so if you are if you are jimmying my lock, I may shoot you. If you have opened the door and come in my house, I am not allowed to shoot you. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yes, I am positive about that. Where did you see that? It was during my concealed carry class. Oh my god, that's nuts. Yeah. No, that doesn't make sense. These are what if these are threat- laws. There's, these okay, are laws we're talking about. What if you're I don't in fear think of your life? Make sense. All right. What if you're in fear of your life and that that intruder is coming at you, with with a weapon yeah, or they're, not? If they're yes, if they're if they are coming at you and the, I have to, I have to have a reasonable expectation that they intend to inflict uh basically i have to think they are trying to kill me if i can prove without a re- with, within a reasonable TV. doubt that they are coming at me with the intent of killing me then i may shoot them there's a very famous case that happened quite recently here uh and y- you might be surprised that the laws aren't that different here um there's a guy called tony martin who was a farmer 
and he shot a burglar dead in his home um, in 1999. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that was he this wasn't the first time he'd been he'd had an intruder and there were there were a lot of weird circumstances basically he i don't think he was being threatened mm. and so it was more of a case of you're going to try and steal my stuff that's why i'm going to shoot you so yeah, he went, I w- he, you he know went i was really i was really surprised to find out that there you have no legal right to protect your property no i thought for sure you did so what I am definitely not allowed to do, like you could be in my garage stealing my car. I am not allowed to shoot you. Are you and talking- technically, if I held a gun to you, d- depending on what people thought of things, I could end up getting in serious trouble for that. You're you talk- can get sued. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking yeah. about in, in, in your jurisdiction or in the U.S. as a whole? Uh, in, I, know, I know for sure North Carolina, I am not positive about the U- U.S. As, I don't think we have federal laws yeah, for that type state. of stuff it's it's all governed by state laws yeah you can't like here you can't imprison somebody say for example you're uh, in a store and somebody's trying to run off with goods you can att- attempt to stop them but you can't physically hold them yeah see that i now i i realize i'm absolutely crazy that, with that's this one, but I, I, I feel like you should be able to protect your property the same way you protect yourself hmm. you can detain them you can make a citizen's arrest you can basically say stop and i'm gonna block your escape you know for example lock the door or something and then uh, but yeah you know, isn't that, that imprisonment like yeah yeah exactly even if you then try and hold them you could get into trouble and i think in the practice that doesn't really happen but you know that's what that's what the police say is you can't imprison them yeah, this this just is this is all mind blowing to me. All this stuff. I, I think there's this. If 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 you're the type that believes in hell or something like that, I feel like there's a special uh, area in hell for uh, people that take other people's things. Okay, so Tony Martin had an illegally held pump action Winchester Model 1300 12 bore shotgun, which he claimed to have found. Yeah, right. He's a far- <laughs> he's a farmer. Why yeah. was it illegal? All right. He had his shotgun certificate because you can, but you can. It's legal to have shotguns. He had his shotgun certificate revoked in 1994 after he found a man scrumping for apples in his orchard and shot a hole in the back of his vehicle. Yeah, he's a nutter. Oh. He's a nutter. Yeah. So basically, now see, I don't think that I someone mean, stealing now, the apples apple thing <laughs> is a little bit is a little bit low, but I mean, someone stealing apples, he shoots the he shoots the guy's car. Well, he didn't shoot him, did he? Or he did that too. Mm. I feel like if if I was writing the laws, if I got to rewrite all, re- rewrite all of the laws today, if you broke into my garage and started driving off on your car, I feel I would write a law that said you would be able to shoot to disable that car, like yeah, shoot out the yeah, tires. That seems like reasonable. That. Yes, yes. Not at the that, obviously not at the uh, uh, the uh, not at the interior of the vehicle. Obviously, no. But yeah. Yes, but as it turns out, the laws are not written that way now. <laughs> I'm just reading this case now. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. So it sounds like he shot life. the vehicle, and then later they came back and broke in. Uh, no, it's different. No, it's somewhere yeah. different, I think. Um, oh. We had a really big deal case in my hometown, actually. Uh, this this one was racially motivated, but there was a there was a white guy in a very homogenous town and a not white youth had broken into his garage area and 
it it was really dicey. No one could figure out if the youth was there to steal stuff or the youth. I, I think the youth had like a baseball bat with them or something like that. Um, so it, it was, you know, you weren't sure exactly what the intent was, but this and it was super dark where they were at. But this this guy shot that youth. And one of the things that made it really uh, charged was the KKK came in and offered to fund his entire defense. Oh my God! Are you are you Neil? Are you familiar with the KKK? Is <laughs> well, not personally. I mean, I don't know <laughs> that many of the. He's KKK. not the Grand Wizard. I know a few of them. Not a card holding member. Okay, so you know. He's I mean, I've met them. We've about. we've partied a few times, but I wouldn't say <laughs> I know them. So you guys are just casual. Yeah, casual acquaintances. We've had a few beers, and you know. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's when you know shit has gotten. That was like, oh boy, and we just went from local issue to national media in half of a second. But thankfully, that guy was like, uh, yeah, you know, I think I'll be all right uh, going it on my own. But it was still pretty close for him because it still had to go to a jury trial and he still kind of had to prove that he was defending himself. What was the outcome of the trial? He, uh, the, the outcome was that it, it was held up that he was defending himself. I think it was one of those things of like in America we're innocent until proven guilty and they could not prove that he was guilty. Okay. Now I should read the murder trial for Tony, this farmer guy, because this is a similar scenario. It's not the same, obviously, but all right. Are you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm just reading ahead here. All right. So he was charged with the murder of Barris, who's the guy he killed. The attempted murder of Fearon, who's another guy who was there at the time, and uh, wounding, wounding with intent to cause injury to Fearon and possessing a firearm with intent to danger life. In other words, not for shooting uh, birds. Okay. Martin did not hold a valid shotgun certificate, in other words, a license, let alone the more restrictive firearm certificate he would have needed to possess. He would have needed to possess the high capacity pump action Winchester shotgun. Okay. English law permits one person to kill another in self-defense only. Hang on. In self-defense only if the person defending him or herself uses no more than a reasonable force. Now, reasonable force is the key phrase here because I know about this uh, because, you know, I've been not involved with this kind of case, but I know all about that because that's that's the key thing. It's an extremely vague term, which they like to use these (laughs) vague terms that kind of Leave lots of options open, I think, for some reason. Very annoying. Right. Okay, no more than reasonable force. It is the responsibility of the jury to determine whether or not an unreasonable amount of force was used. The jury at the trial was told that they had the option of returning a verdict of manslaughter rather than murder if they thought Martin did not intend to kill or cause serious bodily harm. However, the jurors found Martin, Martin guilty of murder by a 10 to 2 majority. He was sentenced to life imprisonment with a recommended minimum term to serve of nine years, reduced to eight years by the Lord Chief Justice. Now, he went to jail for three years, and he was let out. Um, and he, he went appeal, blah, blah, blah. So, so the other thing is, it looks like they least, can they made him guilty 10 to 2. And I, I don't know the, the American judicial system too well, but I'm pretty sure you can't do that in America. Yeah, I think it needs unanimous. to be unanimous. Yeah, it's a majority verdict. I don't know how, how they work out the majority, whether it's a straight majority or... I don't know. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Released, released on parole, basically, uh, early. Uh, blah, 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 blah. 
But this was an extremely controversial case because obviously there was two sides to it, and you know, people think, oh, you could, it's fair enough for him to protect his property, but you know, he he wasn't. He, part of the problem was he had been burgled so many times, and he knew these people. It's no excuse for killing them, but obviously, you know, people could see his side of the story was, which was that he, you know, he couldn't couldn't cope with it anymore, and blah blah blah. He's clearly clearly a nut job. Who's just yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I think he's clearly a nut job, um, but he, there was two sides to the story, really. But why are they breaking into his house? Like, I don't know. It's just if it keeps happening to you, what at some point I think he well, he lived on. A, he was a farmer. Out. I think he lived in a sort of an isolated place, and maybe he didn't have any options to. You know, if you're a farmer, you're not going to probably move. I guess. Right, exactly. And if they, like you said, they just kept breaking in or something, or he kept having this problem, I could imagine going a little crazy at one point. Yeah, yeah. I, if, I, I, if you kept breaking in my you, house, I'd be, I'd be ready to go mental. Yeah. Right. Yeah, That's I know, scary. Yeah, you can identify with him, and I certainly do because I've had experiences in the past where, and these were what are, these are what are politically the political politically correct term is travelers. Now, the old-fashioned non-PC term is gypsy. <laughs> and, you know, I I couldn't possibly say that... I couldn't possibly say what experience I've had with gypsy... Sorry, travellers in the past is, but it has not been pleasant. Yeah. Interesting. I would say if if we if we would... If we would end up being burgled, I would, I would probably start carrying, would be my thought. Yeah. Now, would you say burglarized or burgled? Burgled. Oh my god, really? Mm. We always, no. we, yes. We no, always find uh, we always find burglarized a hilarious hilarious term because it's clearly burgled. Yeah. No. <laughs> burgled sounds like you're on a train and someone came up and touched you inappropriately. <laughs> <laughs> he burgled me in the bum. I just yeah. say robbed. I just say robbed. Yeah. Or someone broke in. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I'm just I'm just reading all these things that happen afterwards. Bloody hell! Yeah, I, I Jackie pulled up the Wikipedia for me, and it's it sounds like there was a lot of lot stuff going that's on there, going yeah. on. Yeah, a lot going with on. that with that case. But it also sounds like I, I would be willing to bet if that same thing happened in the states, it 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 probably would not have uh, returned the same verdict. No, because your your self defense. Well, isn't it Texas that has the defensive property thing? Uh, the castle laws? Is that what you're speaking right. of? So or? if somebody's breaking into your house, you can just shoot them dead. Even if yeah. they're not threatening you personally, they're threatening you. They're, um, they're breaking into your property. Is that right? I think there are. Yes. I believe there are. A, your house is your castle and they're the, called the castle laws. I think there's a couple states that have that, but I'm not sure. Well, we have houses that really are castles. I know. That's true. We we watched Downton Abbey <laughs> and Harry Potter. We know all about it. <laughs> I used to live near Windsor, and uh, there's one time I was sort of semi-skiving off work. Uh, maybe I had a late lunch I or a long lunch or something, and Windsor's the place to go for lunch. It's lovely there. I don't know if you're familiar with it. But the Queen has a castle there called Windsor Castle. Mm-hmm. And she lives there a lot of the time. She doesn't really live in Buckingham Palace all the time. She lives in Windsor Castle a lot of the time. Anyway, okay. so um, there I am having a long lunch. And, uh, you know, I don't, no one's going to know that I'm in Windsor, obviously, except for the fact that Windsor Castle then at that time was on fire. 
and yeah. there was news crews, news crews all over. And I was, I was there walking across the, down the street across from Winter Castle. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there I am in the news, in the news footage. <laughs> That's funny. Did your boss see you? <laughs> no. Yeah, but I was, your I was, boss is like, what were you doing this afternoon? I was, I was kind of working it. very hard. It's funny because I saw you with a beer taking a picnic at the Windsor Castle. <laughs> yeah, it's like it was a few. It's a few miles from where we work. So if you wanted to go into Windsor for lunch, you'd pretty much have to. It'd be at least an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know. Hey, I have a question. Is um is Kate pregnant? The princess Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something in one of the. Magazines like she Neil's was. her OBGYN. I know. Uh, you should know this. You're English. Hasn't she already had a kid? They said she's pregnant with twins now. Oh, I don't know. I don't follow this stuff. I thought she was originally was pregnant with twins. Mm, I don't know. I think that was a rumor because she got really oh. sick in her pregnancy. Oh. And they said a lot happens a lot with twins, but I'm not. I don't know. T- today we were grocery shopping and I saw that and it said it's official and I'm like, is it? Because I hadn't heard that. I used to work with. Uh, I used to have a colleague in. Uh, San Mateo, Sharon, you know San Mateo? Yes. Um, and she uh, she was originally from New York, and uh, she's uh, kind of my counterpart in the US. We did the same sort of work. So I used to talk to her like every day. And she was a mad royal fan. She would pick, collect everything royal. She <laughs> would get all the like the tea towels and the mugs and all that sort of stuff. And it was oh just my like, God. oh, Jesus Christ, who cares? <laughs> in totally my head, nuts. that's how all the English are. <laughs> nah, I think I think I think you find there's more nutters who are more royal royalist nutters in America than there are over here. Yeah, for sure. I think that's right. All our all our royal royalist nutters are dead now. It's a very it's an old sort of thing. It's dying off. <laughs> I never went to because you can go to go visit Windsor Castle. I never went to be honest. Not interested. See, when you say Windsor, there's a Windsor in Canada, yeah. and it's right across from Detroit. And we could go there, and you could drink at 19 in Canada, where you had to be 21 in the States. So oh, right. Windsor had casinos and uh, mm-hmm. alcohol at a much younger age. Long is Island, that, I see. Uh, yeah. Is that like opposite Michigan, then? Yeah. Yep. It's confusing, because I, I used to work in, I used to, when I visited Vancouver, the, the, the uh, hang on, Vancouver, BC, British Columbia. Right, it's, Vancouver is in British Columbia. But the district right. is called Surrey, right? Sorry oh, for what? S U W R E Y, Surrey. <laughs> and uh, that's where I live. I live in bloody Surrey. So it's very, very confusing. Um, because if you try and Google Canadians. something, <sighs> if you try and Google something Neil, about. Neil, I have a question for you. Um, um, my Pilates instructor and I were talking about this. So London is a city, correct? <laughs> what, what's the deal? What's the deal with your Pilates instructor? Are they like an expert? Are they a royalist? No, no, she's married to an English guy. Okay. And I told her I was going to go there. Uh-huh. And so we're trying to figure out like, you've got London and like England's not split up into states or provinces, right? Uh, it's counties. Counties. So counties okay. are the equivalent of states. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then, like. You've got little cities surrounding London, like Reading or whatever. Reading. <laughs> Reading, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Pronounce exactly Reading, the same Reading, Pennsylvania. As... No, Reading, Pennsylvania is also pronounced Reading. <laughs> no, it's Reading. No. Is it? It's Reading. Okay, sorry, I beg your pardon. Anyway, it's Reading. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Reading Railroad. Haven't you ever played Monopoly? Uh, I beg pardon. Yeah, yes. we, we have different. Uh, we have different Monopoly here. 
so is that considered <laughs> like a town or a city or is it like a borough of London or what? How does that work? All right, you have London, okay, which is big. There's about 9 million people. Uh, in the middle of London, central London, which is probably where you'll go. Have you booked your mm -hmm. hotel already? I'm sorry? Have you booked a hotel? Yeah, we're staying um, at the Premier Inn at Heathrow. Ooh, oh, oh, God. Okay, well, you're not in London then. Well, we're by the airport. No, that's probably a good place to be. You can pop, you can yeah. pop in and out, yeah. Uh, that's okay. All right. Um, let me think. Um, he's oh, outraged at me now. No, I thought you were staying in London. <laughs> okay. Heathrow <laughs> is not, Heathrow is not in London. Okay. Um, uh, Heathrow is in Berkshire, which is where I used to live. Is um, Berkshire a city? Berkshire is a county. Well, right. then what city is it in? Uh, Heathrow is its own place. It's a, it's a, it's in the middle of, middle of nowhere. So basically, um, uh, what was I going to say? So he throws a city? No, it's not a city. It's a place. <laughs> There's nothing there apart from the airport. That's the point. How can it be not in a city or a town? Um, okay. it's That's what I'm getting confused about. Uh, England is so confusing. Heathrow, yeah. it, Heathrow is the airport, okay? It was basically marshland or something, and they basically, hence the word Heathrow. It was a heath. And they basically cleared it and... Uh, and plopped an airport in there around Heathrow. I mean, this is, I can go on for hours about this around Heathrow. You've got a lot of businesses. So you've got, for example, freight companies, what have you, but there's nothing else there. So you've got the airport, all the businesses within the airport, like the retail establishments, the restaurants and stuff outside of Heath, outside of the airport, you've got all the commercial stuff like the freight businesses and what have you. Okay. Stop, um, stop, stop. There's no, there's no, so there's what no are their, what's their address then? Those, the point, the point places. is, okay, here's what you need to know. You can't walk out of your Premier Inn hotel and walk down a street. There is no, you can't. Okay. What you probably want to do is to go into London. However, the good news is, even though you're nowhere near London, that's the misleading thing about Heathrow and Gatwick. They're not really near London. They both have, Heathrow and Gatwick both have extremely fast express trains into London. So okay. from Heathrow, Heathrow is the good is a good is a good airport to go into because there's a 15 minute. I think they run every 30 minutes or every 15 minutes, and it takes 15 minutes to go from um, Heathrow to Central London. So you can go straight in there. But you won't okay. want to do anything near your hotel. They won't. No, no. But my question is: is how can something be a place, but it's not in a city or a town? It's just in nowhere. Um. What about yeah. the what about these industrial places you're talking that are about that are that are surrounding Heathrow like what's their address you know what I mean like <laughs> like you don't want to know you, you don't want to know that there's Colnbrook it's called a really good uh greasy spoon cafe in Colnbrook you know I used to work near there Langley is where I used to work and that's kind of the next town away two towns away from uh Heathrow but basically Heathrow is just the airport okay and they're not gonna put, they're not gonna put an airport in a city or town no there is a there is an airport in London it's called London City Airport, and basically zero people go there because it's not—it's too small. So if you own a private jet, you might or a helicopter, you might fly into London City Airport. Then you're basically flying into the centre of London. No one else does. So if you're a tourist or you're, you're on, on business and you don't own your own plane or helicopter, you're going to fly into Heathrow or Gatwick. But the good news is Heathrow is um, is much more accessible to London. Um, the problem for for you is that you're not in you're not here for very long. Like you're yeah. here for one night. But if it only takes 15 minutes to get into London, right, that's fine. Right. So I think what you'll probably want to do is you maybe you dump your bags at the hotel 
and then get straight on that whatever you want to do freshen up or whatever and then go go straight on that um yeah yeah get straight on that uh train to into london on the heat on the heathrow express well it's good that, it's actually good that you're oh it's like the hogwarts express but it's heathrow <laughs> well it's actually good that you're um you you're staying at the hotel at uh, the airport actually because it means you don't have to lug your carry your luggage anywhere yeah hmm. absolutely that's why we did it yeah that's good and we want to, and we want to just be able to go straight to the airport from the hotel. Um, yeah. Yeah, Fifteen yeah. minutes in and out is nothing um, yeah. to get to London. Assuming there's um, no uh, there's no uh, engineering works on the railway. Well, yeah, yeah. Which but was. you still haven't really explained the town city thing to me. There's nothing there. Trust me, I know this area really well. Like it doesn't have any identifying information. What do you mean? Oh, you mean the location? Heathrow, yeah. Before the it's, airport was there, it wasn't anything there. It was a field. Okay. I guess that's weird to me because even in California where you have long stretches of open areas where it's farmland or just open grassland, it's still part of hmm. like a town or it's uh, even right. if it's unincorporated, I guess. it's There's still a name for it, you know? Well, the area... <sighs> You're flying into Heathrow. The Heathrow Heathrow is the um, I'm going to look it up now because I'll need to find out. But Heathrow is obviously the airport. I don't think the area has a name because, like I said, there really isn't anything there apart from the airport and the associated um, the associated businesses around it. I think. Uh, hold on, let's look it up. Because I, I used to fly in and out Heathrow all the time. I, one, one time I was, I was doing it once a week. And uh, you basically would fly in there. We have a car service. That car service would take me home or take me to the office. But uh, uh, Location. Here we go. Uh, it's in the borough of Hillingdon. But Hillingdon is pretty small. Oh, no. Borough. There it's we not, go. Okay, That's what not, I'm looking for. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It's near the south end of the London Borough of Hillingdon. <laughs> it's not even in Hillingdon. <laughs> oh, my God. So if someone is so murdered I was there, right. Ha, 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 ha. Then you just say they were murdered in nowhere. There you go. So Heathrow is separated from Colnbrook by the M25. That's what was mentioned, the Colnbrook. Heathrow falls entirely under the post, post town of TW. Post, that doesn't mean anything. Like, TW is Twickenham, but that could be, like, 20 miles away. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, airport is west of London. No, it's just a, it, there. It's basically what I said. It's just a. It's in a part on a parcel of land. It wasn't anything there beforehand. Does that answer your question? You, you don't need to know this anyway. It's close yes, to. I'm it's, interested. It's fairly, I want to know what's going on. <laughs> it's fairly close to London. If you wanted to go anywhere from Heathrow when you weren't going into London, everywhere around there is a shithole. Because I used to work work around there. But doesn't the shitholes need to have a name? Yeah. Hilling, uh, let's see. Harlington, Hammondsworth, Longford, Cranford, uh, Hounslow, Hatton, and Colnbrook. None of these places. I've, I haven't even heard of half of these places. They must be really small. Okay, um, so I'm looking at a map of England counties, right? You've got Greater <laughs> London. You live in Surrey. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there are cities within this, towns and cities within these counties. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to know where it is. I don't understand. What I you're want to know what, but when someone tells me like, oh, 
It's in Berkshire. I want to know, is that a county, a state, a city? Okay. What is it? Okay, yeah, in yeah. the in the states, Neil, if if you if she wanted to go to Chicago, you'd say which state? Illinois, and then yeah, we have those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's what she yeah. wants. She wants a nice clean city state breakdown. Now, problem right? with yeah. the problem with Heathrow is that it's the problem with Heathrow. Well, okay, this area is sort of weird because um, I I live in Surrey. Um, the one of the one of the counties nearby to. Um, nearby to Heathrow is Berkshire, right? So Colnebrook, mm-hmm. which is one of the v- very close villages to to Heathrow, is in Berkshire, right? But mm-hmm. when you get to close to London, then um, the, the, the city starts becoming part of London. So, for example, I'm in, I'm in Surrey, okay? So mm-hmm. my, my village is in Surrey. But if I go to Kingston upon Thames, it's in Surrey. Which is what? Is that a city? It's a, quite a large town. Okay, but you—it's not how you describe. It. Like you would call it a city, but it's a—we would call it a town. And the reason why that is because cities only um, cities can only be called cities if they have a cathedral. Oh, interesting! I didn't know that. So, for example, Kingston is probably big bigger than Guildford, but Guildford is a city because it's got a cathedral. Um, oh. Anyway, so anyway, you go to Kingston. Uh, what was I saying about Kingston? All oh, right, Kingston is in Surrey, but it's part of Greater London. Oh my god! Which is, a, which is a really big deal because it is for things like funding for universities, transport, and all that sort of thing. So you can you can take a London bus into Kingston. You can't take a London bus. So you London. you have then you have towns that straddle counties. Uh, Kingston's very confusing. As for Heathrow, um, you'll probably be in the London Borough of Hillingdon. I'm guessing Heathrow Borough. That's what you need to know, isn't it? Like my borough is Elmbridge, uh, and that's in Surrey. So the borough is Elmbridge, and the what's a borough then? It's a district. Oh my god! The borough is um, is Elmbridge. So let's that. go. Let's go by biggest to smallest. Okay, you got country of England. <laughs> goes next smaller. You've got counties. Uh, yep. And then you've got districts, boroughs. And you got boroughs, yeah. And then cities and towns. Yeah. So Elmbridge, for example, has many, many, many uh, uh, towns in within it. And then and, and Elmbridge is what a, a district. Elmbridge is like a dis- Elmbridge is a borough, so like a district. And then within an Elmbridge is part of Surrey. It's not that complicated. All right. Oh Le- my God, this is so confusing. Here we go. London Heathrow is. In- you don't need to know any of this because no- I tell you what. I want to know though. <laughs> Here's why you don't need to know. You could meet. 500 people in London, well, you won't meet 500 people in London when you come, but say you met 50 people in London and asked those questions, I guarantee you that most people won't know what you're talking about because no one cares. They must care because they know what things are called. (laughs) All right, here we go. London Heathrow is located in the London Borough of Hillingdon in West London. So it's part of London. Even though you just said it's nothing. It is. It is nothing. in terms of a, in terms of like it being a town, there isn't a town. It's just. A, but it's I mean, it's in, is it in a borough? Yeah, Hillingdon. Hillingdon. Okay. Yeah. So if you type if you typed into Google uh, borough of Hillingdon, it'll probably show you a map. Here we go. So do boroughs extend past one county? No. Well, no. Okay. Generally not. No. Basically, the hierarchy is country. Uh, 
You've got the nation, which is the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. You've got mm -hmm. a country, which would be England. Mm -hmm. Then you've got a county, which would be mm -hmm. Surrey or Greater London. Mm -hmm. Greater London, I don't know if it's a county, but that's kind of the same thing. Then you've got... It's listed as a county. Yeah, there you go. So it's a county. Then you've got um, uh, boroughs. And then you've got okay. towns towns and villages and cities. Okay. Hillingdon's pretty big, I think. It only took us an hour to get to that list. Yeah, but no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, A, nobody cares. And B, it makes absolutely no difference to your visit. It, I didn't say it does. It, it's just something <laughs> I want to know so I can understand where I am. Okay, when you I'm arrive, going. when you arrive at Heathrow, okay, find somebody who's local, like somebody who works there, and say to them, "What borough are we in?" And I, I, I bet you at least half won't know what the hell you're talking about. This is a fun experiment. You should do that. <laughs> I can't Why would they not know what I'm talking about? Because no one gives a shit which borough they're in. In the U.S., everybody knows what state. Yeah. Well, if you say what county you're in, you go Greater London. But if you don't ask what borough you're in, like, I don't fucking know. Why not? Because um, it's why is know. it a thing if no one knows or cares? It's a regulatory thing. Actually, if you lived in the borough, you would know because all your all your your council tax bills would come from there, so you would know. Okay, that. so it's more of a tax thing then. Um, it's not like a yeah, yeah it's, how it's you guys like identify where you are. Right, exactly. You're exactly right. So basically, got it, got it's it. okay. it's local government. So, for example, your my local my local council, my local uh, politicians are in the borough, but I don't live in a borough. I live in a I live in a town, and that's where how you would identify it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So it's not like a a cultural thing. It's a tax thing. Yeah. So, for example, if you were to describe where I, where I live, I'd say my town, and then I'd say Surrey, and then I'd say England. And that's that's the, where I live. I wouldn't ever mention the borough. Who gives a shit? Well, that's the thing. I, you said that once you said it's for tax purposes, then that made sense to me. Yeah, I mean, my point is, if you worked in, uh, if you worked at Heathrow, you may not know it's the borough of Hillingdon or care. But if you live there, got you, it, you would know it, because it. you're being taxed by them. Got it. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> uh, it's not that interesting, is it? It is. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, if you're in Surrey, are you near Little Winging or whatever where Harry Potter is from? <laughs> am I near a? Are you near? Are you near Privet Drive? Am, exactly. am I near a fictitious town? Is that what you're asking me? <laughs> uh, That's well, exactly wrote, what I'm asking. Thank she you. Wrote, Thank uh, you she wrote. She wrote the whole of the first Harry Potter in Edinburgh. So I don't know where she made it up from. I don't know where she's born though. Uh, J.K. Rowling. I don't know where she was born. <laughs> Well, you're the Harry Potter fan, aren't you, uh, aren't you, Jackie? Yes, I like Harry Potter, yep. I'm not a super fan enough to know why she came up with the fake city where Harry Potter's from. She's a lot older than I thought she was. A lot of what? She's older than I thought she was. Yeah, I don't know. How old is she? Like 48. 50? Oh, okay. That sounds right. Have you yeah. never seen pictures? No, but I know she's had some uh, work done. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, if you made a billion dollars, wouldn't you have worked on <laughs> it? I mean, I, uh, she, she's an author, though, kind of artsy. And normally artsy people don't seem so preoccupied with themselves. Mm. Yeah, Maybe then, she, then, she hit, then she hit 40. Uh. <laughs> uh. Right, she, was born in, uh, she was born near Bristol. Uh, her mother was half Scottish. 
So she doesn't. Bristol she just, is what a county. Uh, yeah, it's in the. Oh Bristol. God. <laughs> Bristol is a city where my mum lives, and it's in the West Country, uh, and it's in the county of Avon. I'm looking on the map now. Don't tell me where it is. You're not going to get there on your on your one day here. Trust me. <laughs> no, it says Bristol's I, I a county. She gets to go to England and Germany. Yeah, <laughs> on her way. Yeah, because Heathrow is a hub, so, you know, you fly into Heathrow and then... We get to go to through LAX to get to Australia. <laughs> you we actually go... have, like, a full day in Los oh, Angeles. You, pretty you, much. Can, you can go to see Adam Carolla in a, in a show or something. Oh, oh my yeah. God, don't, don't even. Don't bother. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, you can sure, have we'll a... take a day to get through the traffic. You should have a meet-up with Wolfer and Backsack. And mate. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. Have no, John his... needs to keep you away. He might put, make you part of his harem. <laughs> I know. Good Lord. Have you seen the pictures of him? Yeah. Yeah, he's an interesting looking guy. Yeah, he is. Have you seen pictures He's exactly of what he described. Yeah. Okay. No, he's never posted pictures of the harem. That I know of, anyway. He, he's posted, he's, he's, he's given us descriptions of them, but they're not that vivid. Well, yeah. I mean, one's, I don't know. They're kind of vivid. <laughs> he's got like a... Redheaded Irish chick and a yeah. Native American girl with long oh, yeah, black right. hair. He did say they were kind something of like that. Yeah, that's not enough for a bloke though. We need to know much more information than that. Oh, boob size and etc. Yeah, yeah, height, weight, boob size. I'm sure you can use your imagination, Neil. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sharon, what else do you need to know? Oh, uh, I don't know. Sharon, ask, I like about the, ask about the safety stuff. Safety what do you mean? Stuff? Like the pick, like pickpocketing type stuff. Oh, yeah. Do they have him? a lot of those? Am I going to have to worry about that? Well, I'm planning on not taking like my whole purse. I'm just going to take like a wristlet with ID and money. I don't need to yeah, carry around that a, shit. You should get a crossbody. I don't like those. It's got to be so scary. Know, but like, if you lose your passport, what are you going to do? You go to the U.S. Embassy. What, what are you asking about your security? Yeah, am I going to get pickpocketed? All right. If you, are, if you go into central London um, during the day and you go to one of the big shopping streets, say, for example, Oxford Street, Regent Street, or Bond Street, and you act like a tourist, then you will pro- then you might. How would I act like a tourist? Uh, stand around on the corner and look at maps, for example. Uh, no, I mean I'm not. I'm not joking because obviously this is the thing you one would do as a tourist. You don't know what you are. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm. I'm act as a tourist. So, for example, do that. Uh, or if you are silly enough to put a, your wallet in a back pocket, which my dad always always used to do. Really stupid. Never done that. Uh, you know, just sensible precautions, really, which you would do anywhere. Okay. So yeah, you'll fine. You'll be fine as long as I was just I was planning on having like a wristlet that with just ID and money, and it would be in my hand at all times. So I think that's probably sufficient. Um, sorry, I'm just. Do you not know what a wristlet is? Uh, no. What is a wristlet? It's a wallet with like a it's like a big wallet with a thing to put around your wrist so you can just like a strap carry around it around. Wrist. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know what that is. I mean, as long as, as like I said, as long as you're not, as long as you're not stupid and 
pull out your wallet and, and start ruffling through your money in front of people and stuff like that. You know, just sensible precautions. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just the same in any big city. If you go to New York and you, and you act like a tourist, then someone's going to try and pick your pocket. So, you know, for example, let me say, let me say, I, I have been into London uh, I, for most of my working career. I go to London once a week and I took no precautions because all you do is you keep your wallet in your front pocket. You don't, you're not an idiot. You know where you're going and you're fine. But obviously, you know, you might, you know, I think if you, if you're coming in August, it's particularly difficult because that's, that is the big tourist season. So there are going to be a lot of tourists and pickpockets about, I I would have thought. I'll be cool. You will be cool. I'll uh, have my money and my fanny pack. Uh oh. (laughs) No, you certainly wouldn't like looking at a tourist then. No, that's definitely not a tourist move to my have. My khaki fact. shorts and my Hawaiian print shirt. The camera oh. around your neck. Yeah, my map. Oh, it's not. It is not a joke. That's what a lot of the American tourists look like. Oh, no, oh, the old uh, ones. Yeah, the, the old, old ones. Yeah, the old ones. Yeah, yeah. You know. Okay. Like old Sharon, for example. I don't know. I yeah. Can, I can see myself with a camera. <laughs> I think yeah, I've never. You don't really see those much in. Like where I go isn't a touristy area. So if you walk, if you're going to like Regent Street or Oxford Street or wherever, you wouldn't see tourists doing that. You'd see them doing that at Buck House and uh, you know Tower of London and places like that. Actually, now I think of it, Sharon, you're because you're going to be here for such a short time. That bus bus thing might be a good idea. Yeah, I was thinking. So just just because I need to be outside if I'm going to keep myself awake mm. to to adjust to the time, and so I'll sit on the top. And then I can just see things quickly yeah, and then hop off if I want to see something. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the places you go and look at, you can't go inside Big Ben. You can't go inside the House of Parliament. And you certainly can't go inside Buckingham Palace. So, you know, having a bus that sort of stops and so you can take photos and stuff is probably yeah. what I thought. Do you have any uh, medieval torture museums you recommend? Oh, gosh. These are, these are not places that the locals go to. We go to, we go to much. No. What did he say? He said we can look forward to Sharon Needle pics on the website on the board from your phone instead of just once you've searched out on the internet. <laughs> yeah, my own original content. Right, exactly. <laughs> nice. There was a German medieval um, torture exhibit that came to San Francisco a couple of years ago, and I missed it. Bummer. Are you still there? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, I don't know. Hello? It was silent. I didn't know if someone was talking. <laughs> I, I thought I thought I just bored everyone all of a sudden. No. I can don't. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Now I can. So I, I switched over to a different setup. Sorry. Um. Okay, that should be fine. Lovely, lovely. Everyone. Okay, I'm still coming through. Loud and clear, baby. Is 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 John making dinner, or have you already had dinner? Um, the, he put the burgers on the grill a minute ago and now he's starting laundry cause he's just the greatest. <laughs> he really does what? almost all of our laundry. He's pretty awesome in that way. Is it like seven o'clock? I'm guessing. It, yep. Seven Oh one. Yep. Uh, okay. what time? So it's uh so now we're four hours apart, right? Yeah. So 
I love in there. Good times. So is this all going to be bonus content for the episode? <laughs> um, <laughs> Sharon well, asks questions about England that Neil says are not important <laughs> kind for of an a, hour. I'd say it's kind <laughs> of up to John whether he wants to, to uh, have his questions about the, um, the gun laws publicized. <laughs> oh, he doesn't care. Really? Well, I mean, that's, that wouldn't be part of my podcast. It would have to be yeah. part of something else. Yeah. No, I was just joking, but. Mm. Anyway, I need to go. I have to do chores today. Good times. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, Sharon. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you for explaining England. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> I had a couple of nice little drops I was going to play out for you regarding the European trip, and I was really kind of pissed off that I couldn't do that, but never mind. Oh. Next time. Okay. Oh, what, wait, what drop? What do you mean? Well, it's like, the I wolf for one? Yeah, like, I can't, oh, oh, oh. I can't oh, yeah. spoil the surprise now, can I? So you're going to put it in the episode, get it, okay. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, if everything works next time. I know, and then there'll be a reaction of nothing after you play it, because we'll be, like, <laughs> dealing with the audio issues. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's going on. I think fuck I know... Fuck, fuck. <laughs> I think I know what happened, because what happened was, like, one minute before we were ready to go, I switched out... Um, I switched things around a little bit, and then I uninstalled a program that I thought was conflicting. I didn't reboot. So I'm sure if I reboot, it'll go swimmingly from now on. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Anyway, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye, Sharon. Adios. Bye. Bye. I drove my tractor through your haystack last night. I threw me pitchfork at your dog to keep quiet Now something's telling me that you're inviting me Come on now, darling, you got something I need Cause I got a brand new combine harvester and I'll give you the key Come on now, let's get together in perfect harmony I got 20 acres and you got 43 She made I laugh <laughs> I'll stick by you I'll give you all that you need We'll have twins and triplets I'm a man built for